Hello everyone, this is Rico, and this is another episode of Treks in Sci-Fi. It is, um, it's Super Bowl Sunday here, at least in the United States, which um, for me is just watching TV, commercials, movie trailers, whatever else they put on. I'm not that into watching the game too much. But anyway, uh, let's see, it is February 7th, 2021. This is show 806. The main topic uh, is not the Super Bowl, but it's going to be, I decided, since they just finished up, uh, excuse me, they just finished up the fifth season of uh, the really cool sci-fi show, The Expanse, that I would cover the show. I've talked about it, but I, I, I slide it in quite a bit when it's airing, talk about it, promote it, try to get people to watch if they haven't, but... um it's been a great show. Uh, it just finished its fifth season. And what I'm going to do is briefly, with probably a few spoilers here and there, talk about a little bit about each season, play trailers from the season, talk about the characters, and just try to give you guys a feel for the show. If you haven't watched it, try try not to spoil things too much, um, but also get you interested uh, and if you have watched it, it'll be just kind of a fun, you know, recap a little bit and, and just, you know, if you enjoy the show, you'll probably enjoy what I'll have to say, I hope, because I really like this show a lot. It's been one of my favorite shows over the last several years. So, yeah, that's going to be the main topic. Talk about other stuff, of course, uh, like I do at the top of the show. And yeah, so, hey, let's do this thing. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Treks in Sci-Fi podcast. Scotty, beat me up. Fascinating. Stand by to receive our transmission. All right, I'm back. Uh, I want to first also say thanks to Jeff, Jedi Jeff, for sitting in last week and doing a guest spot, talking about Legos and his projects and things that he's been doing uh, up in there in cold, <laughs> wintry Canada. Thanks for that, Jeff. Really appreciate it very much. Uh, thank you uh, always for your your guest spots and anyone else who does guest spots too. Vartok did some recent ones on James Horner. We'll have Mark uh, here later this month. Uh, I think the last weekend of February, he'll be back doing a guest spot. So you guys are great. I also want to put a quick shout out to um, the Patreon supporters. Uh, I got a couple of new ones this this past month uh, or this month or whatever. It's a new month. Anyway, I just always want to say, uh, you know, I appreciate you guys sticking with, you know, donating a, a few dollars each month to the podcast to support the show. That's greatly appreciated. If you want to do that, uh, I'm trying to continue this year. We'll probably be doing a a group chat in March, I think, is probably what's going to happen next for any Patreon member. And we'll try to do those each quarter or so for the year. Did a little contest recently there as well. Uh, and when conventions get going again, hopefully put up some little bit of preview exclusive content for the Patreon supporters. So that's all, all over at uh, patreon.com forward slash treks in sci-fi. So again, thanks so much, you guys, for supporting the show. 
All right. Uh, what's been going on here? Well, it's super cold outside. We've got some snow. Not as much snow as some areas of the United States and other places and other regions. We work. I work with a. Uh, my company has a place in Pennsylvania near Reading, Pennsylvania. If anyone knows where that is, it's about eh, forty-five minutes to an hour outside of Philadelphia. And I was talking to them this past week. They got like two feet of snow. All at like within a day, like it, 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 with one blast through two feet. I, I've lived in Michigan most of my life, and I think the most I've ever had here we've had at once is maybe 15 inches, something like that, 14, 15 inches at once, which is very unusual. I mean, we here's two inches, here's three inches, here's four inches. We get a lot of that. Here's five inches maybe. A few years ago, six, seven years back, we had a huge amount of snow one one winter where we did get a couple of blasts of like 10 inches here, 10 inches there. We had almost 100 inches, about 100 inches of snow that winter total. Um, but um, yeah, two feet of snow all at once. Wow. Uh, but um, yeah, our winter really has not been that bad. It's super cold right now, super cold this week. It's about 10 degrees Fahrenheit outside right now, which is negative something C. I won't do the calculation, but um, going to be really cold this week here. Uh, which is good too. just stay inside, you know, do whatever you like to do, read comics, play video games, computer games, uh, watch television, movies, things I've been watching. Uh, it's a bit of a lull right now. I, I, um, I finished up uh, a couple of things. They're not sci-fi. I finally finished up the morning show on Apple TV, uh, which I really liked a lot. Great cast. And, um, so that's that's good. That was a good show. Uh, and I thought it the last episode didn't quite go the way I thought it was going to go. But anyway, and I think there's a second season being filmed now. Um, the other show that I finished, not sci-fi, but kind of goofy fun, um, was a show that was on YouTube originally uh, called Wayne. Uh, it's a little half-hour thing about a, couple, a young couple, pe- people, Wayne and his kind of girlfriend, it, it's hard to explain, but it's it's sort of over the top. It, it has uh, it has sort of a kick-ass kind of feel to it. He's not a superhero, but or doesn't pretend to be one. But it, it's it's goofy kind of show. Although I didn't really care for the last episode that much, and I guess it might be coming back for a second season, but nothing's really official yet or being filmed. So who knows? So those are non-sci-fi things that I've uh, that I've been watching. I'm still almost done with The Feed, which is on Amazon Prime. Last maybe two episodes. That's been a hard show to watch. I have a feeling, I don't know how they're going to end it, the, the season, but I probably wouldn't tune in for a second season. I it, it's It's been hard because I, I, I don't know, the characters are, are hard for me to kind of grab onto and like, you know, really... Like, oh, yeah, I like that guy or I care about that person or whatever. It's It's been a little tricky on that front. So, um, but that that I've been working my way through that one. I'm still, I'm just into part three or season three or whatever it's called of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix. Uh, yeah, i am uh, been slowly working my way through that one. I think you guys have heard me say before. Uh, I'm watching The Stand on CBS All Access based on the Stephen King book. I've mentioned that as well. I haven't watched this week's episode yet. That's also a tough show to watch. 
<laughs> there, I mean, there's some good characters, but it's just it 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 feels too much like walk, watching The Walking Dead again. There's not zombies, but it's the same, you know, end of civilization thing. People are ha, most of the people it seems to be are jerks and and bad, and there's a few good ones and and that kind of situation. I I think I've grown weary of that um, that formula. Um, the other really good show though that's on right now is WandaVision on Disney Plus, uh, which you know the first few episodes of that were getting a lot of like, yeah, this isn't so good, and it was sort of weird. And if you know, it's 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 hard. I don't want to probably spoil anything on this show, but um, and I won't. But uh, I, I I certainly think the last couple of episodes have have brought it along a long way, and I think a lot of people are like, oh yeah, this is pretty cool and. You kind of knew that was going to happen. I get people were impatient. It was. It's only being released weekly. Every Friday we get a new episode. I think there's going to be nine total, and I think we just had number five. So we've got four more, I think. Uh, which it's. I've always said that you know if they drop those all at once in a weekend for some people they'd just be done with it. This way, over a couple of months, you get to a sort of slowly enjoy it. Um, I know that I think some people have a very, you know, a fairly strong opinion that they prefer it that way to, to like a book. You could just sit down and read, although you don't really most people don't sit down and read a book in like a day. Right. You know, maybe an hour here, hour there, they'll read it and then spend a few weeks, a month or whatever it takes to read a book. Um, and I've always the other thing that for me, at least television was always something that I saw weekly. Uh, only in recent years has been this idea of a, a television series, you know, plunked down all at once. So you can just, you know, consume it all at once. And I, I think most of these shows are still structured not that way. The only difference I would say to that was that um, QB show or, or QB network thing that they tried where they had um, that that uh, network was trying this new strategy of they were creating like these very short episodes, like seven, eight minutes long. And they would do like 10 of them or something or 12. So they essentially were taking like a movie and breaking it up into little bits. So that one you could, that one I get, you could drop down, sit down, watch it all at once. And it kind of probably would be better. Although I never really did that. I would watch maybe two of them in a row or three of them in a row. But, um, Unlike these these shows, these series with these episodes where they're not really – I mean, they're an ongoing story, but they're not like they just literally sliced up a movie, if you know what I mean. I'm probably talking about this way too much. I don't know why I am. Um, I, think, I think just because of WandaVision, Disney Plus, um, and some of the other networks too, really Netflix seems to be the main one. Um, that is doing the whole drop it all at once kind of thing. Most of these other channels are not doing that. I think it's to spread out content, truthfully, these days. Maybe when COVID is done and things are kind of a little more back to normal, maybe they won't feel like they have to hang on to content like that. And Netflix has so much content that for them to drop a whole 10 episodes of a series on there in a, in a single day, isn't probably as big of a thing as like a CBS All Access, which is going to be Paramount Plus starting in March. Uh, but for them, you know, when they were doling out one episode a week for like Discovery or Picard or Lower Decks, it made more sense. They don't have as much new content to put out. So 
they kind of want to spread it out. It's also a little bit, yes, it's a little bit of a ploy to keep people subscribed for a couple of months, right? Two or three months worth if you want to watch it as it airs, unless you want to just subscribe after and then watch it all at once. You can do that, of course. But with some of these shows, spoilers are everywhere. Mandalorian was like that, you know, and we were getting those episodes also for Disney Plus per week, right? And you had to get up like, I mean, unless you stayed off the Internet, I mean, you had to be careful with that show, with WandaVision, be careful. If you go online and you haven't watched those new episodes, there'd be spoilers immediately when you would get up. I mean, people had watched it that, you know, whatever crazy time they got up and watched it and there'd be spoilers. Anyway, that's just kind of I, I wish people wouldn't do that. At least give it a few days, two, three days. That's about the best you can hope for, I think, right now. So, um so yeah, those that's I think most of the stuff I'm watching. Oh, there's also American Gods on Stars, which is a very fantastical show. Um, I think this is season three, and I think we've had four episodes. Is that right? Something like that, three or four. Uh, it's based on the Neil Gaiman book. Uh, it's really good. I, I really like that show a lot. It's very different. It, it falls into my checks my boxes for being a very different kind of show. Nothing really else like it uh, around, and uh, it, it's very well done, very well made, great cast. So if you're into that kind of stuff, like Neil Gaiman, uh, I'd, I'd recommend it. I've never read the book. I feel like I want to read the book, but then there are, uh, I don't know how well the book meets the, what they're doing on the show. Is there something you know different? I, it could become one of those kind of situations, but... Kind of like uh, Umbrella Academy to me, which I've watched the the two seasons they've done on Netflix. I've watched, I've read some of the comics. It's based on the comic, but really the show is better. This is one of these rare cases. I feel that the <laughs> I don't know if everyone would think that if they've read all the comics. I have not read all of Umbrella Academy that's out or anything. Just just some of it, but I've read people's comments online who have read even more of the comics. And a lot of them are saying the, the the series is a lot better than the comics. It's actually more enjoyable. The characters are more defined, maybe, and, and it's fun to watch it on on you know on a show instead of the comic. Comic has also a very kind of stylized kind of art, which is a little tricky to get used to, in my opinion. But but anyway, uh, so there we go. There's kind of what I've been doing and reading, watching. Well, not reading so much. I did finish Ready Player Two, which was probably not as fun or as good as Ready Player One. Kind of went in a weird direction that I didn't expect. I still enjoyed it. I like that world, uh, and I've hear, heard they're going to do a movie, but we'll we'll see. They they changed the the movie for Ready Player One a, a bit from the book. I still enjoyed both of them quite a bit. I really loved the book, the first book. And the movie I did love quite a bit. I thought they did a good job. So um, now I think I'm going to read the um, – there's a couple of Picard-based books sort of showing his time. Well, the first one is showing his time between, you know, kind of TNG era and, and the series. So I, I'm, I just got that. I'm going to start that pretty soon. I have about an hour or two of the second book of Discovery of Witches to, um, to finish which I haven't started season two of that show, which is airing now because I wanted to finish the first book. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of 
crossover these days for me of books and uh, series and movies and things. Oh, I did watch a movie last night on Amazon Prime that just came out uh, a couple of days ago with Owen Wilson and Selma Hayek um, called Bliss. It's, um, wow, what do I want to say about this? Uh, it's, when you watch the preview for this movie for Bliss, it, the movie doesn't quite turn out the way that the preview kind of makes it seem. Um, I thought it was okay. I'll just put it that way. Uh, for, for being on Amazon, I'm not having to go anywhere. I'm not having to pay any more special for that. You know, I, I enjoyed it. The good actors in it uh, and an interesting premise. But I don't want to say too much. It did just come out. So, um, but uh, if, if it, it looks interesting to you, give it a shot. Uh, I think you, you know, you'll get something out of it. And, uh, well, there's a big review. <laughs> There's a positive thing, right? You'll get something out of it. You'll get something out of it if you if you watch this. Uh, it's so hard to talk when something just comes out. I, I don't want to again spoil it, but then uh yeah, so I watched that and uh there's a bunch of stuff coming in the next few months though. We've got um especially getting well in about a week or two we're gonna have uh oh I didn't mention Batwoman. Um yeah, what is it that like it's third episode so far? I it's still just not I don't really Ugh. season one had something that I was kind of enjoying. I don't know. This new actress character for playing Batwoman is just not grabbing me very well. Um, uh, I'll probably still stick with it because there's not a lot else on anyway. <laughs> oh, by the way, this is interesting. CW just like re renewed all of their shows. Like some of these haven't even started their new seasons yet. They've already renewed them for another season. I think all the superhero stuff um, got renewed. Legends of Tomorrow, Batwoman. The only one that won't be back is doing its final year. This was by choice. It's not really technically, I guess, canceled. I think Melissa Benoist wanted to quit and leave the show finally, but Supergirl is going to have its final season this year, whenever it starts. I, actually, it's not technically been given a start date because they've they got a little delayed in filming. So they probably won't really start back up until maybe late spring, summer airing. Um, but that'll be its last one. But Flash is going to be back again, and that's starting up again towards the end of February. We're going to have the the new um, Superman show with whatever it's called, Clark Lois, Superman, whatever they're calling it. <laughs> uh, that's sort of a spinoff from the other CW shows. He's already appeared uh, I've talked about that one before. I talked about some of this stuff because I did that show a few weeks ago about things coming this year, uh, both movies and TV. So I won't talk in, in great depth, but that's starting next week, just a little more than a week away for that one. Uh, should be fun. It's It looks different uh, than I would think. Um, but um, yeah, so I think that covers what I wanted to talk about. Oh, yeah. It, I was going to say, of course, next month we get two big things, the Finally, the Snyder amazingly long, I, I, I'm hearing four hours long Snyder cut of Justice League uh, is going to be on HBO Max around mid-March. I think like the 18th, 17th, 18th, something like that. I think the 18th. Uh, and also we're going to get uh, King Kong versus Godzilla on HBO Max, which will also be in theaters towards the, I think it's now coming the end of the month. And that trailer, which I didn't get to talk about because it had come, it came out when I was doing that show a few weeks ago, a couple weeks back, I think it was now. That trailer looks great. It looks so much fun. Uh, I've always loved King Kong, these big monster movies like Godzilla. I grew up watching those things. 
uh, and to, to now see them redone, you know, in kind of more computer generated and, and, and better special effects and all is, is pretty pretty big treat. So looking forward to that. All right. We are almost 20 minutes in. I definitely need to, to stop here with my blathering of whatever. <laughs> uh, it's not blathering. It's important stuff. Uh, but I'm going to take a quick break. I'll come back. I think during this break, let's just go right into, let's do this. I will play uh, the season one trailer for The Expanse. And here's your word of warning. There will be some mild spoilers throughout my discussion of The Expanse for the next uh, approximately 40 minutes or so, 45 minutes. But uh, yeah, let's get into it. Here is the trailer for season one of The Expanse, and I'll be back to start talking about the show. May I ask you something? Do you miss Earth? These endless blue skies. Free air everywhere. And open water all the way to the horizon. When you spend your whole life living under a dome, even the idea of an ocean is almost impossible to imagine. They are an entire culture working together to turn a lifeless rock into a garden. We had a garden and we paved it. Someday, things gonna change. Earth and Mars been stepping on the necks of the Belters out here for over a hundred years. You want to be careful how far you want to take this. We're all in this together. We are fighting for something precious here. They built their solar system on our backs, spilt the blood of a million of our brothers, but in their eyes, we're not even human anymore. Heaven help your enemies. Heaven help us all. Earth must come first. We make it all this way, so far out into the darkness. Why couldn't we have brought more light? All right, there you go. There is a trailer for the first season, which... Uh, makes me want to go back and watch it again uh, of the expanse from uh originally it was airing on the sci-fi channel the first uh it was first three seasons yeah so let us yeah let's get into talking about the expanse probably to me one of the best science fiction series that they've done in the past say decade what i call like a hard sci-fi show that tries to really make something very as realistic as you could probably possibly make of a, a somewhat near future thing. Star Trek's great, and I still consider Star Trek science fiction, but it's so far, uh, you know, it's a few hundred years in the future, you know, depending on which series you're talking about. But it, it you know, it has things like transporters, warp drive. Um, we, we're way out in the, you know, galaxy you know going to places and so it's it, it's it's not is you know relatable maybe in some ways i'm probably maybe not saying this perfect i think you guys understand what i mean but it's it's sci-fi but it's 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 more out there you know the the shows like you know battlestar galactic even the especially the reboot one the um the expanse these things are very much like 
potentials from, you know, could be 100 years from now, could be 200 years from now, could be 300 years from now. But with with things like Elon Musk is doing, you know, there there is really uh, it's pretty clear to see that at some point in time, there's going to be colonies out there, whether they're on Mars, the moon, we're going to be mining the asteroids, all this kind of stuff is going to happen. It's probably going to take a lot longer than any of us would maybe. (laughs) We probably prefer it to come quicker, right? But it's going to happen. So anyway, that's um, probably not that critical to, to the discussion, but I think you get the feel. If you, if I'm kind of describing it, if you don't know anything much about the show, you know, they only, the show is only revolving around our Earth solar system, you know, the solar system here, including Earth, Mars, lunar, you know, or Luna, whatever they call it, you know, the moon, uh, and the asteroid belt. Uh, for years, science fiction has, has posited, you know, thrown out the idea of raw materials, things like minerals, uh, essentially, uh, heavy metals, things like that, that we need. You could get these things from the asteroids, uh, that if we, if we exhaust kind of our supply here of, of what we can get to, we've got the asteroids that we could use. So that's a lot for many, many, many sci-fi authors that have done books and novels about, you know, having people and, and uh, business being, you know, involved in mining asteroids. So let's go back a step or two here first, though. Uh, the Expanse, this is based on a series of science fiction novels. Now, uh, I, I will say uh, first that I have not read, but I want to very much now, uh, I have not read any of the novels. There are, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page for the Expanse novel series, they're written by a guy, a guy named James S.A. Corey, which seems familiar. Maybe I've read some of his other stuff. I have to look. Uh, but um, it looks like right now, as of me recording this, there are a total of eight books out. Looks like they all vary from about 500 to 600 pages approximately. The audio versions, audio books of those are roughly about 20 hours each. Um, but there's eight out there. looks like there's one more, uh, scheduled to come out in 2021. The first book in this series is called Leviathan Wakes. That was first published in a June on June 15th, 2020, 2011, sorry. And it looks like he's been pretty steady and basically putting out a book every year since then. looks like we skipped over 2018. Um, but there's one 2011, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 19, and then 2020, I don't know, maybe COVID, uh, but the, the next one is due in 2021. So, um, it, it's, it looks like there's, uh, there's, is made up of eight novels and eight shorter wor- works. It looks like there's some short stories and no- novellas out there as well. But, um, I wanted to mention that, uh, cause a lot of people, you know, people that, like books are, you know, maybe want to check those out. And I definitely am going to. Let's go back into the history a little bit here of of the um, the show itself, though. So uh, it was developed by two guys, Mark Fergus and Hawk Ostby. Uh, it's based on a series of novels, like I said. The series is set in a future where humanity has colonized the solar system. It follows a, a, a disparate band of anti-heroes, United Nations Security Council members, Christian Aversarella, uh, police detective uh, Joseph Miller, um, played by Thomas Jane, 
an officer from Earth, uh, James Holden, played by Stephen Strait. He's great. They're all great uh, char- characters. Uh, and and his crew, Holden's crew, on a ship that they quickly get, fairly quickly get, called the Rasinante, Um, which, by the way, I have a Kickstarter uh, model of that coming that I should be getting probably by the end of this month, finally. They had some delays, but they had a Kickstarter fund uh, for the doing uh, a, a very nice Rossi month. Well, that's it gets the short shorthand name in the show called the Rossi, the, the Rossinante. Um, but it's a very different kind of ship, very cool looking. And there was a Kickstarter campaign and I'll, I'll have that once I get it. I'll of course put some pictures up on the Facebook group and so on. But so, so that's kind of the premise. Um, the first season sort of revolves a bit around, um, there's, uh, I, I guess I'm going to see if I can read, I think I could read the, they have about a three sentence, two, three sentence blurb of each season, um, I, I'll try to be careful and not give too many things away, but um, the um, the the show starts out where Joe Miller, um, the detective, uh, played by Thomas Jane, uh, he's searching for this missing woman, Julie Mao, and they they soon discover this thing that's that's being that's called throughout the series called the proto molecule. It, it's this uh, alien something uh alien hazard biohazard whatever it is you want to call it i I don't again don't want to tell you guys too much because that that affects or becomes a big part of many of the seasons of the show but um but they 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 end up at this this asteroid called eros and where this this proto molecule thing has has basically wiped people out there um and then, you know, the, the Rasinante and the crew with Miller, they kind of, you know, work together to try to figure out what's going on here. And during all of this, one of the overall themes or things going on in this that you heard even in that trailer was there's a there's ongoing problems uh, of the different factions that are in the solar system at this point in time. You have the Earth um, you have the inners that they're called sometimes people who live on Earth, the moon, or Mars. Um, but even Earth and Mars are kind of separate, independent places. And uh, and so they they don't all basically get along. And, they, you know, it's like kind of like I, I look at it this way where it's kind of like the, you know, current, you know, countries in the, in the the on the planet. Some countries get along with some countries. Other countries don't get along with, with them things like that. So this is just sort of progressed into the solar system where Earth is kind of, you know, some people don't like Earth. Mars is on its own, people living there. And and the biggie, the real big one is the people out and working the belt known as the belters. Uh, they are, as you heard in that trailer, they're, they're sort of like, eh, not really exactly slave labor, but they're the oppressed people of of. of society they they live in very very difficult conditions the, it, their jobs are very dangerous and hazardous um, uh, they're they're not taken care of very well they have very few like joys in life their lives are not cushy by any means uh, they they barely survive uh, they don't make much money based on their you know what they have to do and, and the dangers that they that they put up with, um, 
so the the there's a lot of uh, animosity between the people that live out in the belt and then the inner worlds okay they feel like they've been for a hundred years i think it's even said in the trailer they've been kind of a, the oppressed people and they're kind of getting fed up with it so um so that's kind of probably the biggest overall thing except for maybe this proto-molecule thing that goes on in this show and it, it, it stretches all the way to the current season and beyond so I want you guys to kind of keep that in mind. Let's let's briefly talk a little bit more about the the um, the cast and, and the uh, other characters, which I kind of I talked about some of them already. You, I think all of these that I'm going to mention here, you meet in in season one. Um, I've already mentioned uh, Stephen Strait as James Holden. Uh, he's he eventually becomes the captain of this Rasenante ship. He's a leader. He's from Earth. Um, good character, a straight shooter, um, and someone who who recognizes what Earth has kind of done to the belt. But he's also trying to kind of kind of bring things together and keep the peace. Um, you have Cass Anvar, um, who that's the actor's name. Sorry, he plays Alex Kamal. He's the pilot. He eventually becomes the pilot of the Rasenante. Uh, you have um, Dominic Tipper. I think that's how you say her last name. It's spelled that way. <laughs> she plays in the Nago. Sorry, I was almost going to say her last name first. She plays Naomi Nagata. She's a belter engineer. Um, she becomes uh, part of the crew as well. These are all people that become part of uh, Holden's crew on the Rasenante. Uh, you have probably one of my favorite characters, Amos, Amos Burton. He's also from Earth. Uh, he's he's a mechanic. He's kind of the tough guy, the muscle. Uh, doesn't speak a lot, although in later seasons he's, he talks more. Played by Wes Chatham, I think is how you say his last name. Uh, that's probably your main crew and cast. I already mentioned Avrasarala, who is the Earth leader uh, at the time. Great um She's really, really good. I really like her character, um, and you know she's <laughs> she's fantastic. I'm trying to find. I don't know why I'm having so much trouble. I don't know how you can pronounce her name. She's from, uh, I think, India. Shora Agastashalu, something like that. Uh, sorry, not from India. From Iran. She's an Iranian American actress. Um, I remember she was in one of the seasons of Twenty Four. She's super great. She's uh, she's really really good. Uh, yeah, there she is in the cast list. Okay, she plays Christian Avrasarala. I I really like in the last season. This isn't really much of a spoiler, but Amos will call her Chrissy, and she's like, "Don't call me Chrissy." Uh, it's hilarious. Uh, eventually, in later seasons, I think she first shows up in. Uh, the second season. I'll play that trailer for you here in a second. Uh, you have a, a character who's really interesting, uh, Roberta Bobby Draper. She's a Martian Marine, uh, and she's played by Frankie Adams. She's uh, she's a tough uh, soldier, but she also becomes involved in a lot of other things throughout the seasons. Uh, really, really cool character, really good. I think she's from, uh, I think her accent, I think the um, actress, I think, is... Um, is from Australia, I think. Let me take a look. Maybe New Zealand. I hate getting things wrong. Um, yeah, she's New Zealand. Sorry, sorry. Um, New Zealand and Australia. You guys, your accents. Ah, I can't. I can't pick them apart exactly. Uh, but um, 
that's probably a good rundown. There's a lot of other characters, of course, that come into play uh, throughout the seasons. Uh, each season tends to have like there's characters that continue throughout a couple of seasons, and then there's characters that are just around kind of for the season. I I probably won't talk a ton of of a lot of the real peripheral characters, but I'll I'll try to talk about some of the ones that come in each season as we go here. So. All right, a lot to talk about, you know, when you have five seasons of a show to kind of run down, but trying to just give you a taste of this. Let us play, let's see, here's a season two trailer. There's there's a few of these trailers. There's one that's a minute. There's one that, let's play the longer one. Uh, I, I think I already mentioned, maybe I didn't give you specifics, but the show has had an interesting history. Uh, the first three seasons were on the Sci-Fi Channel, and then it got basically got canceled and in a way though it, it didn't really get canceled uh, uh alcon entertainment according to this what i'm reading here uh they produced and financed the series they sold three seasons uh, to the sci-fi channel and, and they're calling it canceled but they only sold three so i guess essentially sci-fi didn't pick it up so whatever if you call it canceled whatever you you, you know call it whatever you want so sci-fi wasn't going to continue it past three seasons sci-fi has gotten kind of a bad reputation now over time and it's it's kind of correct <laughs> it's accurate uh i don't know what their numbers they expect but they they have not had very good luck at, at keeping shows there's there's you have to be very careful if you start watching i've started to watch that um resident alien with alan tudyk which is funny as heck um uh, they've only watched two episodes it's on sci-fi right now it's on sci-fi only um but I just had the feeling it's not going to make it after like a season, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but we got lucky with The Expanse and Amazon Prime. I, I think the story that I heard at the time, <laughs> a couple of years ago, three three or so years ago now, that Jeff, Jeff Bezos from Amazon was a big fan of the show. And so Amazon Prime Video picked it up for a fourth season. And that was released... Uh, a little more than a year ago. That was released in December of 2019. Um, Amazon renewed it for a fifth season. And that just uh, premiered uh, this just past December, so about a year apart. And that's the one, the fifth season is what just finished. Um, and it was also renewed um, or just uh, a little before the fifth season started uh, for a sixth season. Uh, that started supposed to have started filming just about now supposed to be like around the end of January so we're probably not going to get season six until the very end of this year possibly early 2022 uh, according to what's been reported Amazon's only um, going to keep it through six seasons but there's a lot of talk here that um, it may end up even on another network. Uh, so <laughs> I wonder what the record is for a series being bounced around from network to network. I wonder how, what the, I mean, I, I, I know of quite a few examples of things that have jumped from one network to another. To a third network, though, I don't think there are a whole lot of examples of that. Um, could it end up on like something like Disney, you know, or HBO or Netflix? Yeah, why not? I, out of all of them, I would think Netflix is probably the, the most likely, I would think. Uh, but I don't know. Who knows? Uh, but they definitely look like these guys are, are, are um, the guys that work at this producing company, Alcon. Um, they're uh, they're definitely trying to make it go beyond that because 
there are, there are other stories, other bits in the books. They're saying that th- this isn't going to. They're they're saying that season six is kind of kind of finish it up, in a way, but they say it's not. It's also going to leave it somewhat open. You know, it's not going to like completely go. Oh, they're all old now, and it's over, and that's that's that. So we'll we'll see what happens. All right, I'm jumping ahead a little bit there, but I wanted to at least give you guys the history of the show. Started on Sci-Fi, now on Amazon, might end up on another network. We can only hope because it's a great show. And uh, even after season season seeing season five, I'm I'm you know anxious to see season six, and I, I could see this show still going another season or two after that easily. But all right, let us play the trailer to uh, season two of The Expanse. Someday. Earth, Mars, the belt. It's all bullshit. There shouldn't be any teams. That's a beautiful dream, son. But in this world that we live in, you have to pick a side. Stars are better off without us. Earth and Mars have pushed themselves to the brink. And whenever that happens, Belter's always lose. Someone was testing a weapon. It'll tilt the balance of power in favor of Mars. Are we gonna just keep eating shit from Earth or are we gonna take them out and end this? There are people in my government who are willing to take us to the brink of annihilation. It's treason. Are you scared? I'm angry. Whose side are you on? Whose side are you on? None of us know what we're dealing with here. I said this would happen. Vasanante is ready to roll. Bombs away. I always wanted to say that. Crappy ice hauler and now I'm leading a space station assault. Who are we? MMC! MMC! We are a go. Alright, there you go. There is uh, the um, trailer or a trailer. There's always a few to season two of The Expanse. So a lot of returning characters. This one focuses a lot uh, with Mars. Avasarella, um, Bobby Draper is introduced here. Uh, we have Thomas Jane back uh, as Miller, uh, and you you hear you know some of the things going on there. There's a lot of tensions between Mars and Earth in, in this season. The proto molecule is still a problem. Uh, it's also being played around with. You know, <laughs> there's nothing like uh, finding some weird alien stuff out there, right? And, and scientists and they, let's play with that. Let's try that. Let's try to use that and do something with it and mess around with it. And I'm trying again not to give you guys too many big, big spoilers if you haven't watched this show to just give you a little taste and interest. But yeah, you know, so there's there's some people out there that are messing around with this um, this proto molecule and using it in, in ways they probably shouldn't should just leave it alone. It's like come on, did you see what it did to uh, Eros? Uh, you know, like, uh, 
did that not give you an idea? This is pretty nasty, bad stuff. Just no, nope, don't don't touch it. So uh, I I think one of the also the other things I wanted to say about this show is that it's I don't I don't see anything, and I'm probably not going to bother to look. I don't see anything anywhere about um, the uh, cost of this show, the the effects and the in the budgets and stuff like that, but. The show is 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 really really well done and and good looking. I mean, there there are times where they they have to cut. I think a few corners. I kind of noticed that a little bit here and there. But it, overall, you know, the idea of like being out there in the solar system, the way ships maneuver, the way they show them uh, when they get into battles with each other, uh, how gravity works for just just a simple thing. You know, you'll hear and when you watch these shows, watch any of the any of these shows. The people on the ship, they wear, they wear boots basically that keep them locked down to the, to the, to the metal decking. <laughs> they don't have artificial gravity. Um, so there'll be scenes, they'll occasionally do a scene like there was one even in the most recent season where they're eating and they'll suck stuff out of like, you know, things or whatever. And, uh, but they'll, they'll throw in little floaty bits of food or items, you know, tools or whatever. But, there, I mean, you have to sort of suspend your your disbelief occasionally to to a degree. One thing that I kind of the past season there was a fair amount of it being done on the moon, for example. Um, and the moon, as everybody knows, you've watched. You know, when we landed on the moon, there's less gravity on the moon, quite a bit less gravity on the moon, uh, and people shouldn't move the same way they the things should be a little different but they kind of skirt around that there's only really a couple of times where they'll show the gravity isn't quite the same on on luna on the base on the moon as it is you know on earth for example one of the other things that they did that that i really thought was cool is that people out in the belt they deal with this same thing with mars a little bit because mars doesn't have earth's gravity but sometimes people will go People that are used to the belt will end up on a planet or somewhere where there's more gravity. Um, so people that have been used to, and this is, again, a cool, very cool thing that's that's much like even when astronauts have been out in, like, space for a long time, like on the ISS, they have to, they, they have a trouble adjusting to gravity again. And think about if you've spent your whole life, like, in the asteroid belt without really having a planetary gravity on your body, on your organs, uh, <laughs> you would be, it would destroy you going down to a planet, right? And there's ways they try to, they have medical abilities to, to try to help that and so on. But it's, um, they, they don't ignore these kinds of things, you know, and, and again, this is what makes this show kind of hard, kind of sci-fi kind of as best they can scientifically scientifically accurate they don't you know shy away with just some fancy you know techno stuff that they've got and, and i really enjoy that it's um it's really well done looks really cool uh and it's uh it's just yeah if you like sci-fi and you're not watching this if you like sci-fi entertainment you really I guarantee if you watch, you know, and I think all seasons now are on, um, pretty sure all seasons are on Amazon Prime. So if you've got Amazon Prime, you got to sit down and watch some of this because I, I, I guarantee you'll enjoy it. The characters are compelling. And each season it builds on the story. You can tell this is more of a long process, not long process, but a longer arc of things, right? Because this guy's written these books and stuff. 
Same thing kind of feeling in a way that Game of Thrones had to some degree, you know, uh, maybe not a perfect comparison, but, you know, uh, uh, an epic kind of series based on um, books. And, you know, they've done this numbers of times. I and mean, we've got another version of the Dune, Dune book coming uh, later this year. Uh, you know, sci-fi fantasy literature books, uh, they've, they really can inspire great stuff. I mean, just think about how successful Marvel, Marvel movies have been. And, you know, as a comic reader, somebody who read Marvel comics way, way back before the idea of having a movie based on them was, was just a, you know, a dream, right? And then we didn't really have the technology then to make a, real realistic kind of version of what was shown in comics. But now they have this, and this is what I love about the Marvel films. They're, they're not a you know, a perfect like one-to-one adaptation of what they've done in comics, but they take the core like goodness, you know, Marvel studios has, has, and Kevin Feige and I'm, I'm spinning off, but it's a, a fair comparison. And we're going to probably buzz through the last couple of seasons of the expanse here quickly, but they know what what people love about those comics, the characters, and, and some of the epic stories they've included. But it, it's really the characters ultimately, uh, and and they know what and how to craft and take the the elements right uh, of something and go. Yep, that's a good part. We'll keep that. We'll we'll drop this. We'll change this a little. They know they know what to how to create a screenplay uh, and and like like the first Avengers movie, for example. That never really happened like that in the comics, you know, but how, how do you pull all these, you know, half a dozen different superhero type characters into a story and, and make it make kind of like make it make sense and, and, and be reasonable. And, and they did an amazing job there, but uh, that's probably enough. But point is, is that comics, books, movies really and and there have been plenty of great movies that were never from literature right to begin with like you know star wars for example but star wars also had a ton of influences even i saw something yesterday online where you know and lucas has talked about george lucas has talked about this before even star trek influenced what he did in star wars and of course a lot of the old movies the buck rogers and flash gordon serials that's been well documented but point is is the expanse is good so watch it <laughs> all right let me play now for you the trailer to season three of the expanse no one tells you the hardest part of battle is figuring out who the enemy really is what were you thinking when Naomi told you what she did she's not the person i thought she was we've got no friends no safe harbor we are living on borrowed time I tend to take on fights that can't be won. Do you like to whistle? Why? It forces you to breathe. Just don't pass out. Be ready for anything. The UNM ship just fired on us. Missiles away! We just declared war on Earth. You promised me a weapon system and I want it now. Make it happen. You'll kill thousands. And contaminate everything with proto-molecules. Who wants the hybrids? Please help me stop it. That kid needs at least one person who never gives up on them. No matter what. The plan is if you guys see any of those things down there, you run. 
I know the plan. You can't trust her. And I can trust you. We have arrived at the dawn of a new era. Join me, Earth, Mars, and the belt. We will face the unknown together. All right, so there you saw the, or saw, <laughs> it's, there you listen to the season three. You could see a lot of, uh, a lot of conflict things that are happening. You know, one of the things that I love about the show is that the, even the people on the Rossi, uh, you know, they, they don't all get along. They're a mixed bag of people. We've got people from Earth, the Belt, Mars, you know, involved there. They're, they they don't really necessarily trust each other so it's a good little microcosm thing of if they can work together you know maybe the whole you know solar system can kind of work together and there that sort of brought brought out a lot in season five especially too uh, let's mention a couple other um people that are in the show throughout s- multiple seasons uh we have uh actress named Kara g uh, from she's Canadian. She plays drummer Kamina Drummer. She's awesome. She's really really good character. Uh, great actress. Um, Chad Coleman plays Fred Johnson. Uh, you might know him if you ever watched The Walking Dead. He was in the first couple of seasons. I forget where when he was on, uh, but um, he was. Uh, yeah, he's he's great. Uh, you've got a. a Great actor, has been around a long time, done a lot of great stuff. David Straithorn, um, Clay's Ashford, he is a belter uh, and uh, an officer, and and uh, just he, he hangs a lot out with drummer, and they kind of have a little bit of a relationship in a way, and and so on. And but uh, yeah, so so really some good stuff there. I, I feel like I'm trying hard to skirt. <laughs> giving away things too much i'm trying to see what the what does the blurb say for season three of what happens um uh, by the way they have critical response to this show on rotten tomatoes if that means anything to you um you know it's um it's done it's done very well i mean they've they've won multiple awards for this series hugo's saturn awards people choice awards um, director awards. Uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's really, I, I mean, the show sells itself. I mean, there's not really, I don't really need to really push it too hard, but, um, uh, season three, there's, there's kind of a war going on. Uh, proto molecule is, um, is still involved. There's things happening in the outer solar system, even, um, uh, that I don't probably want to mention cause it's kind of a cool thing that happens. Um, but, um, maybe I will have to mention it. I ever given a spoiler review eventually, um, through some things that happen in the show, uh, this thing that they eventually call the ring, um, is formed out in the outer solar system and what this will do, what this allows them. And this is pretty key to season four. So it's kind of hard not to talk about it a little bit. But it allows um, it allows these rings allow you to travel to worlds outside our solar system. Basically, think of it as Stargate. Essentially, is what it is. It's a big Stargate, and uh, so that that happens. And 
one of the that probably just adds to the conflict because it's f way far out in the solar system the interplanets are trying to control it the belt would like to control it so the, everybody knows that a gateway to other solar systems is is going to be whoever can control that it, it controls the whole everything right so it's um it's become a, a bit of a you know a touchstone kind of thing uh, but uh, let us play now the season four of um, season four trailer for the expanse there's a planet on the other side of the ring a group of belter refugees has claimed it as their home a un ship was sent to control the situation the mission did not go as planned I need to know what is really going on over there. I saw the news you're heading to the ring. We're going to make sure it's safe. Then if it is another Eros. Evacuate the Belters and get the hell out of there. Welcome to New Terra. That's proto-molecule tech. The artifacts on this planet are waking up. Jesus Christ. They were foolish to think they could live there. We need to see if we can figure out how to turn off what I just turned on. Inside that ring station, what'd you see? A bunch of people killing each other to control something they didn't even understand. There is no version of this where we leave these squatters and murderers in possession of this planet. This place is our only hope. We're not giving it up. I open those gates. Responsible if anything comes through. We all answer for what we've done. It doesn't give you the right to play executioner. I'd say the battle lines have been drawn. Someday I think you and I are going to end up bloody. I'm free right now. Yeah, so so the season four uh, trailer there, things quite it's quite a bit of a different season because mo a lot of it takes place on this planet that is you know on the other side of the ring. So instead of you know a lot of there's still a lot of stuff going on in space and back home that they intersperse in and that, but a lot of the season is on an actual planet, which is which is different and interesting. Um, and you know there's there's this big again it's this ongoing theme of of control whether it's the belt earth mars whatever and that's continues to be the main you know main thing that's involving the crew of the rossi uh holden you know amos still gets the best lines especially at the end there there's this sort of crazy guy from 
sent from Earth to control this planet. And uh, he's like, oh, we're going to I think you and I are going to end up bloody. And it's like, Amos is like, uh, I'm free right now. You know, <laughs> he just is so good. Uh, and uh, all right. So we're, we're about an hour into the podcast. Let's try to wrap this up quickly now. Um, I will play a trailer to the last season that's aired so far, season five which I think is one of its strongest season. Lots of stuff happened in this season. Uh, and I mean, I've enjoyed them all. And, and, and honestly, the, like I said, at the beginning, watching these trailers, talking about the show just makes me want to go back and, and, and watch it all again. I'm not a huge rewatcher guy though. There's so many new things I want to watch all the time. It's hard for me to go back and, uh, find the time to, to work my way through a show again. But maybe, maybe I will at some point. So here is season five of the Expanse trailer for the most current season that just finished up, but all can still be still be watched and seen on Amazon Prime. My name is Marco Inaros. I am the commander of the Free Navy. With the opening of the alien gates, we are at a crossroads. No longer will Belters be persecuted. With this attack, we will show our oppressors a strength they never thought possible. The future of the Belt has begun. Nothing's ever gonna change. You gotta stop focusing on the end of the world. You've got a ship of your own, a good crew, someone who loves you and you love. You're not responsible for the world. Why are you going back to Earth? I have personal business in Baltimore. It's Clay Ashford's ship. I never thought I'd actually find it. We have an OPA informant. This is your son. I chartered a freighter bound for Palace. I have to go find Philip. I was always waiting for you to turn up. This world is messed up. Float to the top or sink to the bottom. Everything in the middle is a churn. I have information that Minoris intends to attack civilian targets. I don't know if it's a single huge conspiracy, but someone high up in the chain of command is in on it. This is not my fight. Marco has millions of Verters. If we go toe-to-toe -to -toe with him, we could lose. You have committed the entire belt to war with the Inners. They wanted to fight. We'll give her one. It's time to take the Rossi out for a hunt. Do your stuff, fly boy. Marco's gonna accomplish what a century of leaders have promised. He's gonna unite a hundred separate factions into one nation. It's time to let the system know who we are. All right, there you go. The last, uh, the most current season of The Expanse trailer for season five. I think I need to dial up the volume on my mic. Uh, <clears throat> as you can see, the big, big war is basically broken out between the belt with this Marco Inaros character and uh, 
the inner planets. Uh, basically, yeah, that's just, that's what season five is about. Hey, there's more. There's more going on. A lot more going on. One of the things about this season is the the characters on the Rossi, the crew, are kind of in separate places. They're kind of broken apart, um, off doing various things. Uh, and you know, while it, I think it was a great season. Uh, that that probably was a little harder for me. I mean, or maybe just a, a little adjustment. I've I've enjoyed the whole series. I've talked about it. I mean, here for the whole. Most of the podcasts that you guys probably can tell, uh, it's a great show. I haven't mentioned anyone, you know, uh, there's a ton of other actors that have popped up in here. Jared Harris was in it, and, you know, he was on Mad Men. He's a great actor. He was, uh, he's, he's been in it. I mean, just, just, uh, they've had some great people come in and out of the show, uh, and, uh, people that you'll recognize, some you don't recognize as much. It's not, it's not really filled with, you know, what I call the, you know, really high level people, you know, not high level, that's not the right way. But the, these are actors that you've seen in, in stuff. Some of them, I mean, actually, most of the actors, the main people on the Rossi ship, for example, I don't think I'd ever seen them in anything except when this started. So I was happy that they were relatively unknown. But then they've slipped in other actors, actresses and whatever throughout the seasons that you say, hey, yeah, I know that one or know that person. But just solid, solid uh, people doing great work. And uh, the show is well-deserving of all the accolades, the awards. Uh, and I hope, uh, you know, season six, well, probably in about a year from now or so, maybe a little less. And maybe we'll get more than that. And I'm kind of excited to um, check out the books at some point. It's um, It'll be interesting to see how that works out, you know, after watching this show. I kind of think I might wait till season six is done. Maybe. I don't know. Um, or maybe at least I'm sure I can listen to the first couple of books without having anything really spoiled with what's coming and how this is all going to work out. I mean, I haven't I haven't heard a ton of how much they compare to each other in terms of differences and all. But um, I don't think it's huge, but I'm sure there are. Okay. All right. Plenty of things I've talked about. I hope I've done a good job of if you haven't watched this show, I hope I haven't really spoiled anything severely for you, but I've given you plenty of things to make you hopefully go check it out. If you've um, been watching the show, maybe you still haven't finished this season, the most recent one or whatever, but you've you've been a fan. Hopefully this was just a nice recap and, and a fun show to listen to for that. So, all right, I think I'm done for the week for the, <laughs> the podcast. Uh, I hope you guys are all still staying safe. You know, those vaccines taken forever to to get to most people it seems unless you're in a a group that you know needs it like uh the the healthcare workers or, or an older person or or somebody with pre-existing you know you guys know all this stuff um i figure i keep joking with uh with lynn with my wife about yeah i'll walk in that day six months from now or four months from now or whatever they'll have one little vial left and be like okay Here's, we, we finally got to the last person. I, I just, uh, but it, it probably won't be like that. Probably won't be the last person, but, uh, but it is sort of, it, I think it's now that we're almost a year into this, it's February and, and really things started to lock down here in March. Uh, when we hit that one year plus mark, it's going to be, 
I have a feeling once it gets to about March, April, and if we still haven't had a lot of people that I know vaccinated by then, it's going to be, ugh. At least I, I do know, like, my mom got it. Uh, my stepfather got his. So I, I know a few people, a few people that have been able to get it. So good for you guys. Uh, and and uh, I'm happy that it's, it's hopefully, you know, everything will continue that way and, and it'll speed up even more. So, all right, everyone, take care. If you're a Super Bowl fan or you want to just watch it for the commercials like me uh, or whatever, uh, enjoy that later today. By the time you hear this, it'll probably be over. Uh, who knows? Tom Brady going to win again? Probably, right? I mean, come on. Probably, right? Who knows? There's my predi- prediction here at uh, about 11.30 a.m. on Super Bowl Sunday. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know anything what I'm saying. I don't know. follow these guys enough to make a, a even an educated uh, guess at it. But, um, yeah, I, I mean... He's, he's good, but you can't deny it. So, uh, all right, uh, I'll be back probably in two weeks. Next week's show's a little bit, uh, I'm not sure yet. We may have a skip week. I might do a repeat show. Um, I don't have a guest cast right now or a guest person yet. So it'll either be something like maybe I'll do a short little show or, or a repeat. We'll, we'll decide then, or I might just skip the week entirely. But um, in two weeks, uh, my plan is to be back um I'm going to I'm going to start back up. Remember how I would do Star Trek episodes, play the episode, and, and do commentary. I decided I'm going to start sliding in um, some of the more current shows. So I'm going to start with Discovery episode one, season one. In two weeks, I'm going to play that episode and comment as I watch it. That'll be kind of fun to go back and and watch some of the early episodes of discovery so that's in two weeks on treks and sci-fi hey everyone thanks for listening thanks for downloading appreciate your support and take care of yourselves be safe and i'll talk to you again soon bye This has been a Wego Dusty podcast production.